0: In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. Last week, Father John started his sermon by saying that there was a very important point that we take for granted. Something that is easy, it seems like we should know it and we should understand it, but it's something that we tend to take for granted so much of the time. And it's so important that I wanted to repeat it again today. Because that important point that Father John said last week to start his sermon was, God loves you. God loves you. And he went on to say that we get in the way of God's love. And it's as if the fathers of the church wanted to really just put this fact into our brains during this time of preparation before Great Lent, because we have basically the same theme again today in the gospel reading. The Sunday of the prodigal son. We have that same need to be reminded that God loves you. Because we are heading into Lent. We are heading into that time where we're supposed to be girding ourselves with prayer and fasting and almsgiving and learning exactly what it is to know God. And the easiest definition of God that's given in the scriptures is God is love. And so for us to understand his love and for us to be like him in his love, we have to know what that love looks like. And we have a great picture of that in this morning's gospel. Because we need, as we know the love of God, as we know what it looks like, there's some pressure on us to do something. And there's always that that pressure on us to do something in response to that love. Because once we know what the love of God looks like, we're supposed to accept it, and we're also supposed to reflect it back because we're created in the image and likeness of God, and so if we're really in his image and likeness, then once we know the love of God, we're supposed to actually show the love of God in exactly the same way. And so this morning we have a great vision of what that love looks like, and there are two particular ways that that love is, is shown to us, and what it means and what it looks like. God loves us so much, according to this gospel this morning, that he is willing to allow us to do anything that we want. He loves us so much that he's willing to allow us to do anything that we want. In the gospel, we hear about this son who goes to his dad and he says, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go off and and make something of myself and, and I think I can do it better than you. I know better than you do. And the father, out of his great love for his son writes him a check and says, God be with you. And the son goes. Now that pained the father greatly, but God gives us the exact same thing. We can choose God, we can choose to live in his mansions, we can choose to abide by his commandments, we can choose to accept his love, or we can choose to not love God. We can choose to not follow his commandments. We can choose instead to follow our own passions, our own pleasures, the things that make us feel good in our life, like this prodigal. And we do that so much of the time, but God loves us so much that he allows us to do it because his love is something that is not forced. It's not something that he reaches down and makes us love him back because that wouldn't be real love, but we have our free will in order to love God back. So the first thing about God's love is that he loves us so much, he allows us to do exactly what we want. The question is, what do we really want? Now the second thing that the love of God shows us, and this is the one that we get really excited about, is that even when we choose not God, when we choose to disobey, when we choose to go away, when we choose to follow our own passions and our own pleasures, God is there waiting for us. And we have that lovely image of the father where his son has gone out and wasted all of his money on loose living. He ends up in a pigsty. My mom used to tell me my room looked like a pigsty, but he was literally in a pigsty. And he came back to the father, and as soon as the father who was watching for him saw him on the road, he ran out to meet him. And although the son said that all he wanted was to be a servant, the father said, no, you are back in my house as my son. And he kills the fatted calf and he puts a robe on him and he treats him exactly like his son. And that's the the great image of God's love, being willing to let us return to him, to come back when we come to ourselves in repentance. And we see that great image on the cross, Because even at the last moment of our life, we have the ability to come back to God. Because we have that thief on the cross who one of them is yelling at Christ and saying, if you're really the son of God, save us and you from this. And the other thief accepts his place and he says, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. That's the love of God. That thief, that robber, that murderer, being crucified next to the Savior who is welcomed back even at the last moment. So the love of God that we have pictured for us in this gospel is one that loves us so much that he lets us do what we want and one that loves us so much that even when we do what we want and choose not him, when we finally come to our senses and come back, he accepts us back even at the last moment. And that is a beautiful image of God. But brothers and sisters, it's also a hard one. What if that man on the cross next to Christ had mugged you and had robbed you or had murdered or hurt one of your friends and we hear the Lord saying to that person, you will be with me in paradise today. It's great when we hear it said to ourselves, But when it's time for it to be someone who has hurt us, someone who has, we think, sinned greatly, when we hear those words, are we willing to say, yes, that's the picture of God's love, and yes, that's the love that I want to have, or do we instead have resentment? Do we have anger? Do we have bitterness? Because we've lived our whole life as part, as members of the church and built up the church. And who's this guy coming in at the last minute who hurt me? He stole from me, and he gets to go to the kingdom of God in repentance? Yes, and that's where the difficulty of that picture of the love of God where we are shown it and we have that that pressure then to actually reflect that love of God back, because the second brother in this story saw the mercy of the father. He saw that his brother got to do what he wanted and that the father still loved him. He saw that his brother got to to come back and be accepted, not as a servant, but as a brother. And he saw the great love and mercy and compassion of the father. And instead of going into the banquet and into the feast and rejoicing that his brother was back, he stayed outside and was angry because it just wasn't fair. So when we know and look and see that God loves us and it's extraordinarily important for us to accept that and to know that, but it's also up to us as as human beings made in the image and likeness of God to reflect that love back and to be willing to forgive and be willing to look at everyone else and say God loves you and to love them right back. And that changes how we think of things when we walk into the church with an understanding that God loves us and the person sitting next to us, we come into the church and we look at them and we say, thank God that you are here. Not, why are you here? I know what you did last week. We look at one another and say, thank God that you are here because this church is a hospital. And this is the place where we all need to be in order for us to be able to accept the love of God and to reflect the love of God back into the world. And when we reflect that love of God, we break down those boundaries that we have. We break down clickishness, and we break down uh, our judgments against other people, and instead we just love. We love like God loves each one of us. And we see that in the lives of the saints. We see it in St. Seraphim of Sarov, who was almost beaten to death, and he forgave those people who, were, uh, who beat him and robbed him. And we see it in the scriptures with Joseph, who was sold into slavery by his brothers, and then when his brothers came to him for help, he didn't turn them away, but he welcomed them and said, you meant it to me for evil, but God meant it to me for good. And so he reflected that love and mercy of God that he had experienced throughout his life. I want to leave you with one other image of that great love. Imagine Stephen the first martyr Stephen, who one of the last things that he saw was this young man, Saul, holding his jacket, holding the jackets of the people who were stoning him and probably even encouraging them to stone him. One of the last things he sees before he enters the kingdom of God. And then a few years later, while he's in the kingdom of God, in walks this guy whose name is no longer Saul, but it's Paul. And it's that same guy who was holding those jackets and encouraging people to kill him. Do you think he walked out of the kingdom of God and said, if he's here, I can't be here? I don't think so. It was probably one of those great moments where both of them were weeping and they were hugging each other and, and so excited about the love and mercy and compassion of God that they were able to experience in their life. Because, brothers and sisters, if we are blessed with the opportunity to be in the kingdom of God, there probably will be those there that we might be surprised about. And we need to be okay with that. Because the things that we see in the gospel are that God loves us so much that he lets us choose. He lets us choose what we want. And he lets us change our mind about what we want. He loves us so much that we're able to come back to him in repentance, to come back to him with love, and to come back to him so that we can feel and experience that compassion and mercy. And it's that love that we expect for ourselves, and it's that love that we should expect for others, and that we should also reflect for others as well. Brothers and sisters, God loves you, and he loves the person next to you, And he loves all of the people out there and he desires all of our salvation. May we as real Christians accept the love of God, allowing us to choose what we want and let us choose the kingdom and let us continuously choose repentance and the merciful, uh, loving arms of our Lord and Savior and let us hope and pray for the repentance and the salvation of not only us, but of all because that is the real love of God. Glory to the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.